Do you think peace is possible? Do you really think peace is possible? It doesn't look like it right now, does it? Right? Like I'm getting these like God bumps. Because we claim it, right? And it's true that peace is possible inside of us. Mm-hmm. And how many times is it, right, that something can happen? I, I tend to talk about what happens driving down the street. <laughs> and it happened this morning. I'm taking a right onto uh, Fairland, I think. What, what's the name of that street? No, Randolph Road. And, 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 and I'm turning, and then I turn off of Fairland on the Randolph. And then here comes this person. I cock my head. I'm like, what's up with that? And they, of course, had to jump in front of me. And the first reaction I had was, you don't know who you I, didn't, I wasn't thinking that. Y'all thought it. <laughs> you don't know who you messing with. Huh? I'm from Gary, Indiana. What you say? <laughs> and I had to call it back. I said, well, I'm going to be talking about peace today. <laughs> and this person, I, don't even, I didn't even see their face or anything. They were, and they jumped in front of me, and they make a ride, and I'm like, I'm going to catch him. And there was a whole bunch of cars in, on uh, that street. <laughs> no, not Randolph. It was the other one. Um, no, not that one either. It was the one that began with an M. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, does it? Doggone it. And I'm going to remember it in one second. Watch me. 350, that one. And, 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 it's, and it's 25 cars, because they're going. They have the right of, right of way, and, and I can't get in to catch up. So what did I do? I just took a deep breath and said, oh, well. But this is what happens, right? So when we're talking about peace, we have to look at though, even those small, small times when it's just so little. And we have to call our peace in. Like, uh-oh, whoa, I'm going there again. Uh-oh, what? And I was reading this, this story in National Geographic Online, and it was about a guy named Aziz Abu Sarah. He grew up near Jerusalem. When he was seven, he was watching television, and he saw a bunch of young men throwing rocks at the Israeli soldiers. He didn't know why they did it, but he thought it was really exciting, right? You're seven years old, and, you know, he's watching this. So he thought it would be kind of cool to throw some rocks at his Arab neighbors until he found out that wasn't good to do because his father spanked him. Yeah. And... (laughs) 
the little boys in his neighborhood, they, 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 you know, they would throw rocks. They called them stones, but they would call them, they would throw rocks at these soldiers because the soldiers would be mean to them sometimes until his brother that was 18 and he was nine went to prison for throwing rocks for a year. And shortly after he came back, his brother died. And they thought that it was because of the injuries he had had, you know, when he was in prison. So Aziz became very, very angry, bitter. You might even say he had a little bit of hatred at the Israeli soldiers. So he, you know, he kept throwing rocks until it was time for him to get prepared to go to college. He was in high school, and he made the decision to go and learn Hebrew. So here all these Jewish folks, you know, they're learning Hebrew together, and he was afraid at first, like, oh, my God, what are they going to do to me? And he realized he had never known, even living there, he had never known a Jewish person who wasn't a soldier. His only experience was Israeli soldiers and what they did to them. And as he was in school and learning Hebrew, he started becoming friends with them. And they started having conversation and communication about what they felt like. Many of them felt sadness and hatred and bitterness because of what the other side had done to them. And he had some conflicting, one minute, you know, he'd say, but, but I'm supposed to hate them. What they did to my brother, what they doing to my people. And on the other hand, he said, but, wow, that, they're really nice. We laugh, we have fun. And the hatred started melting away. Ugh. It started to melt away. He started having peace within himself because he learned something different than what he had known all his life. And so when we're seeing how people are in the world or in our life, yeah, sometimes we don't know what it is that they, what experiences they are having in that moment or what experiences they had five, ten years before. Because people have painful experiences. We tend to sometimes judge people, like I did with the guy, person, person. I don't even know if it was a guy, a woman, I don't know who it was. Just it was a smaller car than mine, and I, I could have took it. <laughs> Aziz realized he had a new mission. And that was to be a bridge between the two, between the Israelis and the Palestinians, between Jewish people and Arab people. And I have to tell you, I'm certain that that's true. And it's rising up, right? It's rising up for us to see it 
even though it doesn't look like it right now. And what I believe he realized is that you can't solve a problem at the level of the problem. We can't solve war with more war. We can't solve hatred with more hatred. We can only solve it with love and more love, with empathy and more empathy, with compassion and more compassion. We have to discover, like they say in the Course of Miracles, that giving and receiving are the same. And that which we give, we get back. In the Revealing Word, our book of metaphysical terms by Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, he said this about peace. He said, peace is steadfast affirmations of peace that will harmonize our whole body structure and open the way to attainment of health conditions in mind and body. What in the world does that mean? Have you ever noticed when you're upset, when you're really, really upset, when you're really, 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 really upset, your whole body tenses up? Huh? Like that, right? Okay, I, I want you to do that. Tense up, like, just like I did. Just tense it up. All, all of that, all of that. Oh, oh, you can't stand it. Let it go. <sighs> Just, oh, right? Because when we're upset, our whole body is in it. We don't even know it. And when we practice it, it seems like, oh, no, my, my body doesn't do that. No, 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 no. I, I don't do that when I'm upset. Uh-huh. So I invite you to check yourself when you get upset and see what's happening. Check in. What's going on in your shoulders? What's going on in your jaw? What's going on in your back, your belly, your breast? Whatever it is, something's happening. And when we, we practice peace, and it's a practice, then we learn that our body shows up. And we have better health conditions, as Charles Fillmore was saying. We become peacemakers. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and 9, it states, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So when we look at these candles that are lit to represent every child is held in, in, in captivity in Gaza, and then we, we expand it out to the children of the world that may be uh, held in bondage of some way, and we expand it out to all of the people who are held in bondage because some people are held in bondage in their own mind. Bondage is bondage. Yeah. And in the Buddhist chant that we did, that Miss Tina Turner, whom was a Buddhist, I don't know if you don't, but she was, and those, those English translation, may there be happiness in all, may there be peace in all, may there be completeness in all, may there be success in all, om, peace. 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 When we begin to know peace in our own body, we, we know that peace is possible. We become the instruments of peace. And by doing that, 
right now, it connects us with our power of the month, our spiritual power, which is zeal. And it is the ability to start and motivate, like just start practicing peace, right? So, so like in here, when we're here together and everybody's looking at each other and waving, you can wave, wave, wave at every, just wave at people. Say hi, hi, hi. And, and we get to be peace together. Yeah. I know. You, you got, I got you doing stuff again. But the disciple is Simon the Canaanite, and, and, and he, he represents that motivation, right? I'm going to say the motivation for peace. And the corresponding color just happens to be what? Orange. Orange, just like a pumpkin. You know it. <laughs> and the location is the back of the head. Yeah, right. You know, so if you need to wake up and practice peace, you can just tap yourself back there. Just a little bit. Wake you up. Wake you up. It'll wake you up. I promise. We are, right now, instruments of peace. We get to take that on, right? And I offer you this Buddhist prayer for peace. It's a Tibetan Buddhist prayer. Listen to these words, as if you are saying them yourself. May I be at peace. May my heart remain open. May I awaken to the light of my own nature. May I be healed. May I be a source of healing for all beings. That's who we are. And when you walked in today, you were given an affirmation. That is our affirmation for today and a gift for you to take with you when you leave. I'm going to say it once and then invite us to say it together. I am willing to be an instrument of peace. Together, I am willing to be an instrument of peace. Again. I am willing to be an instrument of peace. Now say it a little lower one more time. I am willing to be an instrument of peace. 